Welcome in to the newest edition of the 3D Dynasty podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we are brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor, and yes, the Circa Millions Contest, where there is up to $14 million up for grabs. Get all of the details at CircaSports.com. Yes, and like I said, we are back with a new addition and maybe a new host, if you can tell today. But I'm going to bring in the normal, normal host of the 3D Dynasty podcast in Dave. And Dave, I'm going to have you do as much of a storytelling as you can about why you asked me to co-host or to host tonight. Well, uh, first of all, shout out to Three Brothers for the music. Um, I was at Cincinnati Live talking to a lot of people over music and so uh, i'm not talking that much tonight. <laughs> i'm not talking that much today fair enough fair enough well we've got a special guest today that is the fantasy god and star of the justin henry show aaron daly monday through friday 3 p.m pacific or 6 p.m eastern the one the only justin henry justin how are you doing tonight man I'm living large right now, man. Glad to be on the show. Dave, sorry to hear you know the throat ain't, ain't doing justice right now, but man, I'll hear I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit extra for you today, my man. Appreciate it. It's, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Well, I'm gonna kick us in to a little quick news segment. For those of you who listened to the last few shows that Dave and I did, we talked a lot about the Scott Fish Bowl, and it, every draft is officially underway today at 10 o'clock Eastern time. It started. So I want to go around the horn a little bit. All three of us happen to be in the Scott Fish Bowl this year. Let's talk about how your team's looking, how the draft is rolling out, and we'll go with you, Justin. How's that Scott Fish Bowl? What division are you in, actually, is kind of probably the start. So I'm in the Baskin Robbins division. I was actually going to go to the San Francisco live draft and decided uh, couldn't make couldn't make the draft, couldn't make it happen. I had such a good time in the live draft last year, but uh, unfortunately got stuck in the slow draft. But in a good division, though, uh, some good names in there. I'm with uh, Coach Bruce, uh, uh, Disposable Coop. There's some guys from Twitter that that are in that group uh, that I really like. So. The draft is going extremely well. We're in the fifth round right now, and I had to pick 105. So I took Lamar with the first pick, came around, got Jonathan Taylor in the second, Devontae Adams in the third. Then I got Najee Harris in the fourth round. And in the fifth round, I got Aaron Jones. And where I'm actually coming up on my sixth, uh, sixth round pick here, two picks away. So I won't do it here on the show, but uh, I'll let you guys know. It's either going to be De uh, Debo Samuel or Amari Cooper. Nice. I like it. I like it. Dave, in a few short words, how's your Scott Fishbowl draft going? Slow. <laughs> One word, slow. I like it. I will echo that. Mine is slow. I've made my second pick, and that's it throughout the day. 
But, hey, that second pick couldn't have been any sweeter because at the 2.06, Jamar Chase is sitting there staring at me. The value, I talked about that when we had Pat Fitzmorris on earlier in the week. It's all about the value. Let everybody else reach for those guys and take your guy when they fall to you. It just working out perfectly for me. All right. Well, before we kick into our actual segment, I know, Dave, one of your favorite things to do on Twitter are these dynasty price checks. And one very volatile player in Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick coming back off of his injury, all the rumors swirling around Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson, and new head coach Sean Payton, how their relationship's going. So how is Jerry Judy and his price changing right now as we work up to the season? Yeah, so I read this one last week, so I want Justin's thoughts on this. Jerry Judy, TK Metcalf got 76%. Devontae Adams, 69%. JSN, 80%. Judy over Godwin at 65. You got Judy over DJ Moore. Judy over C. Watson. Judy over Pittman. Judy over Addison. Ayuk a little bit over Judy, 52-48. Um, Ayuk, no, it's already that. Judy over Debo, Judy over Burks, Judy over McLaurin, Judy over Dotson, Marquise Brown, Jamison Williams, Zay, Zay Flowers, Deontay and Pickens. Thoughts? Uh, I, I love it actually because I think Jerry Judy is in for a mega year and in Sean Payton's offense with Russell Wilson playing a lot better than he did last year. I expect more the last five game Russell Wilson than I do. Uh, beginning of the season, Russell Wilson. I like where Jerry's, Jerry Judy's value at. The player that kind of was a red flag for me, though, JSN, 80% over Jerry Judy. I think that I, I'd rather have Jerry Judy than JSN, especially given the situation. You got to probably wait a good two to three years before Tyler Lockett's out of there to get all the value that is JSN. Now, Jerry Judy coming into a prime spot, this might be the lowest his value it is because if he happens to hit that 1300 1500 mark somehow, some way, that price is going into space. He was a former first round pick, highly touted, and now we're starting to see the fruits of the labor. Don't, if I, I'm looking to buy, buy Jerry Judy right now. Yeah, it, it's always interesting when you put the rookies inside the startup. Because yeah. if I said Jerry Judy for 105, I'd probably get laughed at. I'm at, I want JSN. But if you put them together in the startup, I would bet you more people would pick Judy than they would if it was just a pick. Yeah, it's. I wish you could buy Jerry Judy, but what Dave's telling me is he's too. He's already too expensive. He's already at like that wide receiver twenty price. Now he could definitely outperform that by any shape of the imagination. But I want to buy low. Like I, I want to try to find that owner who says, Ah, you know what. Russell Wilson's not that good. Sean Payton wants to run the ball. Cortland Sutton is the alpha, but now we got all this rumor around Tim Patrick, and he's the guy now. They drafted Marvin Mims, who's going to be Sean Payton's guy. That's who I want to go. Okay, you know what? Let me let me take Jerry Judy off your hands for you. What what do you what price do you want? Wide receiver three price? Okay, all right, yeah, I could probably work with that. That's what I'm looking to do. But right now, it's just I think his value's kind of peaked right now, and it's hard to buy when all that hype is there for him. So I prefer value last year was the year. If you were going to get Jerry Judy last year was the year to go do it. Right. Especially mid season when, when Russ was struggling and he was struggling early parts, 
But I still don't, I still think there's a lot of room to grow for Judy, man. I, that's that's the crazy part. If I had one of the young guys, if I had a Jordan Addison, if I had uh, a JSN, that's the kind of player you go target. The one who's right there in value, you can you can I think peak value for the rookies as well. You can go get on mid, maybe mid tier value for Jerry Judy because I still think entering his prime is a lot to go. I like it. I like it. Hey, we're talking about overvalued players. We're talking about price checks. You use all of these things when you're looking at making bets. And let me tell you, you got to do it with Circa Sports. Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor are back. And again, they have $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. All you got to do is make five picks each week for the Circa Millions, or you pick a different winner every week for the Circa Survivor. You can enter in Vegas, or you can play on your computer anywhere there. SGPN will be out there the last weekend in August. All you have to do is go to CircaSports.com for all of the details. Again, that's CircaSports.com. All right, let's kick us into our first kind of segment now. We're going to talk overvalued quarterbacks. I'm going to kick it to Dave first so we can give him a little bit of time to recover his voice in between when we ask him to do the running back position. So, Dave, give us a little insight on who your overvalued quarterback is. It's Jordan Love. And you know, I, I'm i a little higher on Jordan Love than, than you are, Brad. But he's going ahead of Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. It's just too, too rich. At pick 39 – in Superflex, I think you can do better than that. So I'm out. I like it. I like it. I, I do struggle with love. I want to see a little bit more from him and the value again. It's just a little too high for me to take that risk reward. I just don't really see the reward. If there was a true alpha wide receiver, and maybe I'm a little too low on Christian Watson than I should be. Maybe I'm a little low on uh, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs and, and that offense. I just – I want to see a little bit more. He's one of those guys I'd be willing to just pay up for a little bit once he actually starts to show some progress. So, uh, Justin, any insight from you on uh, one quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I, you know, you want to love Jordan, but at the same time, you got to recognize he hasn't performed on the field. We haven't seen it at scale. What does he look like with this? You know, a lot of people want to say Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are just this elite cast right now. That's still a group of young receivers. So this team's probably going to be run-oriented with Aaron, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon still there. Um, but I want to see a little bit from Love, too. I'm with you, Brad. I think that I would have before I paid for Jordan Love to, to pay for that super flex QB2 ceiling that he's at right now, I want to see a little bit more before I invest probably some pretty good capital to go get him. So you're not getting him for a second next year. You probably have to pay a first or maybe you have to play a, a player in a second. I want to see what Jordan Love looks like before that. So like he's, he's going ahead of Devonta, actually behind Devonta Smith and ahead of uh, Stefan Diggs, ahead of DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, and Josh Jacobs. Insane. Yeah. Hey, all that super flex, super flex just drives every price up. That's going to lead me right into kind of who my overvalued quarterback is. And I'm going to get a lot of hate. J Mark, I'm sorry if you're listening. Miranda, I'm sorry if you're listening, but I'm going Justin Fields quarterback for the Chicago bears. And look, I get it. The rushing upside is unreal. He just had just under 1,200 yards rushing, the most in a single season by a quarterback. I get all of those things. Longevity is the game we play in Dynasty. Right now, 
you're paying for the basically top end of what you could ever see in Justin Fields is. Because when you look at the metrics, he's QB 48. That's right, 48. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks. QB 48 in passer rating. He's QB 57 in true completion percentage. And when he's under pressure, he's QB 49 in true completion percentage. But you say, oh, but Justin Fields, he could bomb it down the field. He's got, he, he just likes to chuck it. He's QB 32 in yards per attempt. And he's number one at something. And that's turnover worthy plays per PFF. I just don't see the maturity necessary for the longevity at the quarterback position for him. Look, if we're talking redraft, smash it right all day, every day, because it's one year and that's all you care about. But if Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears cannot show some level of progress this year, Matt Eberflus is out, Luke Getze's out, and that new regime that comes in, they may or may not like Justin Fields. You just don't know. And that volatility is why I'm not willing to pay that price right now. So tear me up and down, tear me a new one. Justin Fields, is he actually overvalued? Well, I like Justin Fields, and I wouldn't call him overvalued. I think he's properly priced just for the Konami code quarterback that he is. And for the fact that if you're playing Dynasty, a lot of times you like to play for a three- to five-year window. If you think Justin Fields is going to be a miss even after the team gets DJ Moore, then it's an easy sell. But to me, if he improves just a little bit as a passer, I'm not with you there. I don't think he's necessarily overvalued to me. You are paying, though, for the ceiling. You're paying for the upside, the weekly upside, especially in this next year or two while he's still using his legs primarily. So while I don't I don't hate the take, I don't necessarily agree with it. I like it. I like it. Hey, that's the whole reason you do these shows, right? You get multiple yep. takes. Everybody takes all that info in and comes up with their own opinion altogether, right? So, uh, Dave, anything to add on Justin Fields? You're you muted, bud. He's in a weird spot. So you have the elite seven and then Fields and then you have Prescott and Watson. And so that's that's where he falls. But you you are taking him out of Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, and some legit Bijan is right behind him in ADP. So it's a big investment with those players on the line. But when you look at the quarterbacks in Superflex, that's where it's where it's at. His ADP is number 10 overall in Superflex. Heavy. That's that's heavy. That's a heavy price. That's a heavy price. That's heavy. You know, the upside is there, though. Like, I see it, especially, sure. if you, you know, because it's a good combination for a win-now team or a team that maybe was rebuilding and now heading into the playoffs. Like, you got that three-year window for sure. I think there's a three-year window of fields where you can expect some really big peaks. But if he doesn't progress as a, as a passer, that window is going to collapse very soon. Yeah, it is it's all about winning. I mean, that's what it is. If you're if you're that one little piece away, absolutely figure out how to get a hold of Justin Fields, plug him in as your super flex quarterback. That makes a ton of sense. But from a longevity, that's where I start to get a little, little itchy inside. So but let's move on from Justin Fields, Justin, and go to Justin Henry. Who is your <laughs> overvalued quarterback? You know, this is a name that might shock some people. And I'm wearing a Bengals hat. And I'm still saying Joe Burrow. You're like, why the hell would you be saying Joe Burrow as an overvalued player? He's been to the AFC Championship, been to a Super Bowl. This guy's a consistent passer. He has two of the top weapons, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Like, this is set up for Joe Burrow to be successful for years to come. 
And I think the only reason that I'm down on Joe Burrow and I, and I have him as, you know, somebody that I would trade away, I think is overvalued is because right now you have to draft him as a top three, four quarterback in startups. And to me, I feel like there's other quarterbacks in the next three to five year window. That's how I play dynasty in the next three to five year window that have more upside. He's the most consistent. He's the safest right outside of Pat Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, if you want to put him there, he's probably the safest pick. Probably the best bet out of all of them to last for 15 years. If you want that guy, you want the floor guy, go ahead and get Joe Burrow. He's your guy. But I think that right now, if your goal is to win a championship in the next three to five years, you can go sell him for a Justin Fields in an additional piece, a Lamar Jackson in an additional piece. There's higher upside guys and an additional piece that you can probably get in, instead of having Joe Burrow. So I'm rocking with, you talk about value, Brad, and that's a very big word I like to use. I think the value is super high for Joe Burrow based on what we expect from him in real football over the course of time. Give me some of these championship guys that can get me there in the next three to five years, plus a little sprinkle on top. I like it. I like it. And and it's funny that you bring up Joe Burrow is undervalued because I just moved him. Now, maybe I didn't get enough. That's kind of what I'm hearing from people. But I'm curious to hear from you all. I moved Joe Burrow in a Suflex League, tight end premium uh, dynasty, for Deshaun Watson and George Pickens. Is that enough? Should the wide receiver have been a little bit more? Or is that kind of the type of deal you're thinking that you could get to get a win now if you want to say Deshaun Watson is win now. I don't think he is necessarily, but he does give you a little bit of that rushing upside. He's a 500-yard rusher uh, most of his career outside of last year. And then George Pickens, an up-and-coming wide receiver. Is that the kind of deal, or are you looking for more? Oh, see, I think it's fair. Like, that's a fair deal. That's it. If you're in a real sharp league and you're like, oh, these guys know what they're doing, that's a fair deal. If I'm trading Burrow, I'm probably asking for something that's unfair just because the tag, right? You pay the top four tag. Yeah, but if you're in a competitive league, I think it's fair. But if somebody came to me and said, hey, what are you charging for Joe Burrow? I'd be like, I need a little bit more than that. I like it. Dave, how about you, man? Where's your your head at with Joey B? It all comes down to how you feel about Pickens. Does he close the gap? And so for me, he doesn't. But somebody might think that that's, that's plenty. Yep, I like it. All right. Let's move on. Hey, we've talked a little bit about overvalued QBs. You're going through your drafts. You use underdog. You're looking at best ball. When do I take that quarterback? Do I overvalue Josh Allen and Justin Fields and these guys, even though it's a single QB league? Or do I take the value at the running back and wide receiver position? And you can do that all in best ball mania four because it is back and they're giving away 15 million dollars in prizes so the underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down with your favorite major league baseball and your nfa hey i gotta give a shout out to my reds right now and ellie de la cruz is a madman stealing home oh give me some more of that baby i've been never been so excited for a cincinnati reds player in my life than ellie right now but To get off my high horse, there are also those NFL season player props as well. There are so many ways to win over at Underdog, and it is available in a ton of states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use our promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 
All right, so we talk quarterbacks. We're going to move on to the running back position, and I'm going to kick it right back to you, Justin. Again, we're going to kind of give Dave a little bit of leeway here and tell us who your overvalued running back is. Overvalued running back for me is a guy that's young and had a really strong rookie year, and uh, I was kind of hard on him last year coming into the year. He, He proved me wrong a little quickly, right? But Damian Pierce. He's a guy that a lot of people love because of the way he runs. He's a hard runner on a young Houston Texans team that just got D'Amico Ryans in a coach. So we know that they're going to be running the football a lot more than normal. And I think it's easy to say, you know what, this guy outplayed his fourth round draft spot and he earned himself a starting role. But when we look at uh, historically at fourth round picks, especially ones that can't pass block or pass catch, they don't last typically that long. They go and they get used up. They are used as battering rams until they develop an injury. They're easily replaced. And right now, you could probably go get a guy like Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. Uh, there's, a, there's some older players that you can go get in Dynasty and trade for a guy like Damian Pierce, potentially even get more value outside of just those players. And for a guy that may not have a starting spot in three years, Devin Singletary may be the better back this season. There's a world where that happens. So – I'm not saying that Damian Pierce for the, the Houston Texans won't be good this year, but there's a world in Dynasty where you want to have guys that catch the rocker that can be three down backs, and right now Damian Pierce has not proved he can do that. So I'm out on Damian Pierce and his price tag right now. I think I would be looking to move him for either an older back that has another year or two shelf life, the same type of shelf life, or maybe even a younger back, a, a rookie back this year. But I'd be out on Damian Pierce this year. I love that take. And Dave and I have talked about those fourth round running backs and how easily they get replaced. Look at how great Tyler Algier looked last year when given the opportunity. And they they replaced him immediately when they really needed a lot of other things on that team. So they're just so easily replaced. Like you said, it makes a lot of sense, especially if you're a win now situation to try to go and get the Derrick Henry's or the Aaron Joneses of the world or something like that. Uh, and a trade up. And I love that you brought up Derrick Henry because he's actually my overpriced running back right now, mainly because ADP, he is still at age 29 and a half RB 16. Like, look, I get it. He's a stud. He's a monster. He still has the capabilities and the abilities to run for 14 or 1500 yards this year if he can stay healthy. But he's going ahead of guys like Javante Williams, ahead of guys like DeAndre Swift, who I am probably way too high on, and Miles Sanders, who's another guy who I think a ton of people are sleeping on right now, has dual threat capability. He can catch the ball. We saw it at Penn State. We saw it his first year in Philly, and he's going to get a bulk of the running load there as well. So I just think there are some players that are younger and in just as good a situations as what Derrick Henry is and could quite possibly give you close to the same production. So I'm kind of out on Derrick Henry because of his age and where his draft position is right now. So Dave, what's your perspective on Derrick Henry at RB16 in ADP? Yeah, I mean, obviously – Henry's he's already surpassed what, what like the science says about the age cliff, but DJ Hawkinson, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, um, Traylon Burks, Brandon Ayuk, those are all players that have more value. Um, Tony Pollard is two picks ahead of him, so I'd rather go that route. Yep, 
Yep. I love it. All right. Let's move on. Dave's shaking his head. So we're going to move on to the wide receiver position. If you're all right with that, Dave, give you a little bit of time to maybe recover a little bit, maybe lubricate the vocal cords with a, a nice little sip of bourbon or something like that. You know, I don't know. It reminds me of uh, that, that Chris Collinsworth episode that we got on Monday night, Sunday night football. Chris Collinsworth, he's all like this. Hey, but you sound better Chris Collinsworth, my guys yeah. Rashad White, for the same reasons Justin said. It looks like it's a long-term situation, young running back. He was not good last year. The offensive line's bad. It's one of the worst teams in football. He does not have great draft capital. And just because he's 23 doesn't mean he's got a seven-year career. He could be replaced very easily. And I like the player. But if I was getting it, I like him at like RB24. At RB 16, 17, 18, you're buying him at his ceiling. It's a very, very bad offense. And so, um, and, you know, he can easily, like this, zap, no more value next year. So get out now and go for someone that, like Justin said, you can go with an older player for cheaper. You could get, you can get one of those guys plus four shot Love I don't know. I think I think that's a good thing for a lot of these players. If you notice, you know, the uh, there's been a few of them lately. Those third, fourth, fifth round draft draft picks at running back that have taken over starting roles. If you can get any of those guys and flip them for a, a player that might have that same window, that one to three year potential window, that's established a Joe Mixon, an Aaron Jones, a player like that, and potentially even get another piece. I do that in an instant. Yeah, because those guys are going to outperform White regardless. If Joe Mixon can avoid suspension, there's no Samaj P. Ryan there. You're going to tell me Chris Evans and Travion Williams, like th- yeah. those guys aren't taking carries away from him necessarily. They may spell him in certain situations, but that dude is going to smash if he can avoid suspension. Alvin Kamara, like there are still a lot of really talented older backs that you can get. They're going to outproduce Rashad White in that win now and quite possibly outlast Rashad White in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And I'll kick us off on this one because I've heard his name come up a couple times tonight. I heard Justin took him in the Scott Fishbowl, and I'm going – Dave and I have talked about him. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel being overvalued. He's currently the wide receiver 14. 14. Now, here's where it gets gross, and it might show my bias. He's my wide receiver 35 in Dynasty rankings. Like, I am very low on Debo Samuel, and there's a, there's a few reasons for that. One, he's only got one good season. One good season. That was two years ago, 2021, on the backs of an astronomically efficient season where his yards per catch were over 18. His career average is like 11, and he he went over 18 in yards per catch. His yards per target, his average is around eight. He was almost at 12 that season. Just crazy efficient numbers. And then to boot, He had a career high in 59 carries for eight touchdowns. Again, the efficiency was just astronomical. And now you add Christian McCaffrey to that scenario and the ascension that I'm going to say of Brandon Ayuk, who I think is the best player on that out of that wide receiver room. I just can't pay that price for him right now. When I can get Brandon Ayuk 
three or sometimes even four rounds after Debo Samuel, I'm going to take that value because it makes more sense to me. And a guy that also outproduced Debo last year from a metric standpoint and a fantasy football production standpoint. So I'm going with Debo Samuel being my overpriced wide receiver. So Justin, I'll give you the first kind of go at it. Am I, am I off my rocker on this? Oh, you, you sounded like a hater, man. You said wide receiver 35. It might've been a little disrespectful. You see this Niner stuff in the back, man. I go to bat for my guys, but you know what? I kind of agree with you, especially in dynasty and redraft. I'm gonna have a different take than that. But in Dynasty, this is an offense that probably is going to start to lean a little bit more on Brandon Ayuk. And I know they just paid Debo, and he's planning to be there for a long time. But this isn't the same offense that he had that wide receiver to finish in two years ago. This is a completely different offense. So if you're still paying, you're still paying right now for Debo Samuel at 2021 prices, which is unfair now. And so, you know, I'm kind of with you there. Wide receiver 14, that's a little pricey for me, and I could think of some other players that I'd rather have over Debo. Brandon Ayuk isn't there yet, but he's closing the gap. Four or five rounds later, I'd rather have him instead. Yep, love it. Dave, anything on on Debo? No? All right, Justin, let's go to your overpriced wide receiver. So my overpriced wide receiver is Deontay Johnson. And it's for the simple fact that, you know, 140 targets, I know every single year, oh, I didn't mean to fire shots back at you. (laughs) But 140 targets, I get it. Everybody loves the targets there in Pittsburgh. But his team has done a lot to show that they're not truly invested as Deontay Johnson being their guy. When you have 80 catches and 800 yards on on 140 targets, to me, that spells you are very inefficient with the volume that you're getting. I know targets are earned, but there's also a time when you need to get replaced. This team invested a sixth-round pick in Allen Robinson, a fourth-round pick in the draft in Calvin Austin a year ago, second-round pick at wide receiver a year ago, second-round pick at tight end two years ago, a first-round pick at running back in Najee Harris, and a first-round pick in Kenny Pickett. This team's invested in making their offense better and improving their passing game. Deontay Johnson proved that he can't be the leader of that last year. And when you got it, you, you know, when it's easy to look at the targets, a lot of those targets for Deontay Johnson were warped into the first five games when Mitch, Mitch Trubisky was a starter. As the second half of the year progressed, he didn't see as many double-digit target games. And to me, that's very concerning for a guy that is volume-dependent. Now, I get it. Everybody loves Deontay Johnson. It's good to look back at what was with Ben Roethlisberger and what was with early Mitch Trubisky. But this is the prime time to do it. When the hype is at its highest, everybody's calling him a bounce-back candidate. This is the time because if it is the second half of last year, now you're, you're ass out. But if it's the first half, maybe you're still getting the same value that you have now. I'm out on Deontay Johnson. I think you can go get a, a couple other players at his price tag. Maybe you're going to get into Mike Evans. You're getting a Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony with additional pieces. Give me that all day over Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I, I'm hoping this is where my love of Deontay Johnson's game comes in because the dude is a hell of a football player. He can get open at will. Right. Matt, I preach about Matt Harmon's reception perception. If you go and look, even last year with as inefficient as he was, he was still damn near green in almost every category from a win percentage in all of his routes. So I look at that and I say, okay, what needs to happen for Deontay Johnson to actually return some value on all of those targets. And I think seeing the ascension of what I hope George Pickens can be for that team to where Deontay Johnson is not 
150 target guy. Now he can be a 120 target guy, but be a hell of a lot more efficient because defenses aren't solely focused on him. That's where I'm kind of hoping Deontay Johnson falls out. But right now, I can't disagree. His price is probably a little too high to go and get. And Pickens is actually kind of subsided a little bit, which is why I'm like, okay, I'm going to go after Pickens a little bit right now because I think he's eventually going to overtake Deontay, much like I think Brandon Ayuk is eventually going to overtake Debo. So. Love it. Real hey. quick, pause on the Deontay talk. Johnny, you've got a question. Yeah, all right. So Johnny D says, what's the play with Olave? He had him last year, but he was super inconsistent. So I'll kick it over to you, Justin, first, and then I'll just add if anything needs to be added. Well, I think Chris Olave is a guy that had, you know, really good rookie season, and it's because he came in as a polished player, and it's easy to forget when we see guys have really successful rookie years, sometimes they're just more polished early on and they're not as much potential. And I think the problem with Chris Olave is that we knew coming in he was polished, but that the potential isn't high. And now he's one of the, what, a top, probably a top 10 dynasty value right now at the wide receiver position. I think he could do a lot better. And this season, I think, with Michael Thomas back, uh, Derek Carr, quarterback, we saw some second season, second half struggles from Chris Olave last year. So to play this year with Olave, I'm probably fading him at wide receiver 12 and redraft. But in Dynasty, I also think this is the prime time to sell a Chris Olave at peak value. He's not going to be a wide receiver one candidate, probably not a top five wide receiver candidate at any point in time in his career. You're, you're getting top dollar on Chris Olave, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, I think the thing to be careful with is, you know, Johnny, you're talking about him being inconsistent, and I get it. He was a rookie, though, right? We expect rookies to be inconsistent. He still had a 1,000 yards as a rookie wide receiver. That is hella good. I get it. We're so used to these Justin Jefferson rookie seasons and Jamar Chase rookie seasons. That is not the norm. I've been preaching that for a couple years now. Don't get wrapped around these rookie wide receivers who aren't just – blowing the doors off of the fantasy football realm right off the bat. What was the quarterback play like in New Orleans last year? It was not great, right? It was not good. It was not great. It wasn't like it was very subpar. Now, I'm a Derek Carr believer. He's definitely better than any quarterback that they had on the roster that last year. And now you bring in that consistency a little bit. His second year in the same offense, I think you're going to see a little bit of consistency from the year. And I, I, it, I would not be surprised if he outpaces his rookie season of a thousand. I think it was a thousand forty-two yards or something like that. Um, I, that's where and four touchdowns. That's a pretty low touchdown total as well. So uh, I, I do think. To me, he might be a little bit of a hold more than a sell, uh, but I, I can't argue with where his ADP is. If you can get that value at wide receiver 12, it's definitely worth at least exploring the opportunity and what you could get in return. So, Yeah, the, the quarterback play was awful. Yeah, I mean, they had a mixture of bad, bad players, and he had a 1,000 yards of rookie. There's only – what? six or seven rookies that have ever done that. He's a good player. I don't disagree with the maybe sell high point, but as far as the play, I wouldn't be out on Chris Olave based on an inconsistent season. That, that's like a very good rookie season. Yeah. Yep. I just look at, I look at the value, right? And I'm like, all right, Chris Olave is, I would, I don't, I don't know where he is exactly in the rankings right now, but I'm assuming he's probably a seven or top seven or eight receiver in dynasty. 
and he's a year younger than Jerry Judy, who we just talked about. The price tag on Jerry Judy is much lower right now than it is on Chris Olave. I'd be willing to flip Chris Olave for Jerry Judy in, in another pick. He's wide receiver eight and ADP. Yeah, that's too high for me, man. Yeah, give me one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on to DLF and see what some recent Chris Olave trades are. I think this is a good discussion that helps people out, right? Because we got a little differing opinion. We're saying sell him. Uh, do we hold him? He's really good. Uh, he's inconsistent. So let's just see where the value is in real life. First trade that pops up via DLF's trade finder. Chris Olave for George Pickens and the 110. What side are you on, Justin? Give me Pickens and the 110. All right, Dave? Uh, I'll take Olave. Okay, Olave or the 107, the 108, and the 207 this year. If I if I love the receivers and like I don't really love the receivers in this draft, I probably would just keep Olave, even though that's that's a lot of value. Yep. Same. Okay. Last one we'll do before we get into Johnny's next question. Chris Olave or Stefan Diggs, the 107 and the 207. You already know my answer on that one, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think Justin's point's kind of being proven right now. Like the value that you're getting out of Olave, as good as he is, and like like Dave said, we're not out on Olave. But maybe it's that sell time. Like, Dave, are you not I'll take on the package? Yeah, give me the package. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next question up from Johnny D. He continues to get burned at the tight end and the flex position. He had a revolving door of options, whether it was Raheem Mostert, George Pickens, Chris Olave, Allen Robinson, so on and so forth. So what strategies do we have at kind of filling the tight end position? Justin, are you more of that? I want to go get a premier tight end or are you more the guy that looks at, you know what? I want to fill out my flexes and I'm going to kind of flip in and out two to three to four tight ends in that tight end position. Well, it depends on what point of, of what part you're at in dynasty, right? Are you win now? Are you rebuild? Are you kind of in the middle? Because me, if, if I'm building my roster and I feel like I have a chance to take a, a leap in the playoffs, I'm probably packaging up a lobby to go get a, a Travis Kelsey and another piece because I think that's very doable. And if you can't get Travis Kelsey, then yes, I'm, I'm waiting on tight end, but I'm also going to package Olave, Pickens, and Robinson and probably try to find an elite player out of that. You can go get an elite guy with the Olave Pickens package, and I think somebody would bite on an elite receiver that could help your team out. So it all depends on your window, and if you're more of a, a rebuild, it might be worth it just to keep Olave and Pickens and, and kind of let things play out a little bit more. I love that last point that you said. Where is your team at? Are you trying to win right now? Because if my revolving door, quote unquote, of my flex spots were Pickens and Olave last year, I am very happy with where my dynasty squad is for this year and the year after and the year after. Now, if I'm saying, hey, you know what? I got Derrick Henry. Uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers. I've got Aaron Jones. Like I've got some of these aging out players that I need to go to try to win right now, then maybe you do look at Olave and Pickens to somebody and you try to go get a Stephon Diggs that we talked about earlier or a Devontae Adams if you, you value him above Olave, that kind of thing, right? So it kind of depends on where the rest of your team is. But I don't think you should be down on your team right now based on what we saw uh, with what you've got here, at least in parentheses there. 
Dude, if your revolving door at flex is Chris Olave and George Pickens, you're in a very good spot. That's why I assume yeah. you're in win now. I'm like, bro, if you're Pickens and Olave at the flex, you probably got a strong team. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like Johnny's got high standards. Because um, <laughs> Chris Olave being inconsistent, I mean, you got high standards, Johnny. That's like yeah, yeah, that's like cool. Dave. I know Dave in the club was a revolving door at eights and nines. You know what I'm saying? I know Dave. I know how you were back in the day. <laughs> Oh, goodness. (laughs) All right, Dave, let's kick it over to you for your overvalued wide receiver. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I I was on a show. Someone said they were going to sell sell Pittman. I said, who's going to buy Pittman right now? They just drafted a rookie quarterback whose biggest thing is rushing. Pittman, he's the he's the number one. But you're looking at a projected, you know, Mike Play's got a projected for about 2,500 yards passing. There's not going to be a lot of food on the table. And you're – I did the price check, and it checked out. He's sell. I, see, I like Pittman the player, but I think you're also we're paying for what we saw a few years past as well. It's like we're paying for the upside that's there. So I, I'm kind of more in the middle. I wouldn't call him a sell, but I'm not he's not somebody I would actively be buying. I would kind of wait to see how this Anthony Richardson thing plays out, because if the Shane Steichen thing effect is really real and he's looking like he's going to make a difference if he's an A.J. Brown type of catapult. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of meat on the bone there. So. I'm not necessarily out on Michael Pittman, but he's not actively like somebody I'm actively targeting either. Yeah, it's tough because if again, if you go into kind of DLF's trade finder, there's a lot of package deals in there. There's not a lot of Michael Pittman for this and this or anything like that. So you, it makes it a little bit more challenging because now you got multiple pieces that people can have different values on. But let's let, let's take a look at a couple. One is Kenny Pickett and Michael Pittman. For Kenneth Walker in a 2024 first, and it is a super flex league. So Kenneth Walker in a 2024 first, or Kenny Pickett and Michael Pittman. Yeah, I keep the Pickett Pittman side. You would see, I I like Pickett's not a first. I don't think you're getting a first out of Pickett. I don't think you're getting Kenneth Walker out of Pickett straight up. So you're looking at Pittman for Kenneth Walker plus a little bit or Pittman for a 2024 first plus a little bit. So I like I, I lean towards that Kenneth Walker first side just because of that. Like if you think, you know, Dave's one of Dave's big things is tr- treat them as assets. What are their values right now? And if you think about it that way, that's kind of where my head's going. Like, I don't know. I might go the Kenneth Walker in the 24 first. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just mean when I'm looking at, I'm thinking super flex quarterback, young quarterback, somebody that can be dialed in for foreseeable future and probably will have a higher value here in the next two, three years. And then when I'm thinking Michael Pittman as well, if anything does happen with a rich, I guess I'm thinking future value with that instead of current value. So that's a really good point there, Brad. Yeah. Dave, you're looking about a two round, three round discount for Brandon Ayuk, Calvin Ridley. Those kind of, those kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then the last one, just because it, his name was also brought up, and this this is his teammate in a super flex league. Would you rather have Michael Pittman or would you rather have Anthony Richardson? I'd probably lean A-Rich. Yeah, I, I lean A-Rich. Super, I mean, you said super flex, right? Yeah, 
the value for him right now is astronomically high. You could get way more for Anthony Richardson straight up than you can Michael Pittman straight up. Who made that deal? That's what I want to know. Who made that deal? You were watching this show and you need to be. Well, I mean, kids, plug your ears. It's jugs and balls deep that made the, the trades. So, just saying. I mean, we'll kind of see, I guess. So, but. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Let's move on. To the tight end position, and Justin, who is tell us who your overvalued tight end is. Uh, I blame Twitter for this one, and there's a lot to like with the name, but Chickaconquo. Now, to me, man, when when you look at you know players, I tend to look at what he did, you know, coming into last year, and I'm like, all right, the name is there, 50. percent He barely saw 50 percent of the field last year, even when Austin Hooper is a starter. Okay, say they gave him a full-time role. We also saw his best games when Traylon Burks was out. And the quarterback's still Ryan Tannehill. They're, it's either going to be Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, or Will Levis. None of those are exciting options when it comes to passing volume and what this team's probably going to be for at least the next year or two. It would take tremendous, like a tremendous quarterback change or improvement at quarterback play for me to see value for Chig, who we're probably looking at as a two-, three-year window guy anyway. And I think right now the name is a lot hotter than anything else. I'm, I, I think you can go get a guy like Greg Dolchich, who seems like he'll probably last in the league a little bit longer career-wise than Chig. You could probably pair Chig up with another piece and go get Kyle Pitts. I'm out on Chig right now. I'd, that'd be a money trade if you could make that word. Chig plus for Kyle Pitts. That's a hell of a deal if you can make that work and you find that real hype guy for Chig. I mean, the opportunity is going to be there for him right now. Behind Traylon Burks, you got uh, Kyle Phillips. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine. Like, what, what else is there, you know? So I think that's where a lot of that hype is coming from. And again, you talk about that value. If you can go and move him for players like that, you have to do that. You have to do it. So – uh, Dave, what about your overvalued tight end? Uh, I have Juwan Johns. Johnson. I was surprised. Tight end 16, just too much. Foster Moreau's there. He had like four good weeks last week, last year. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because you think Derek Carr and who was one of Derek Carr's favorite targets when he was in Las Vegas and Oakland? It was the tight end position. So I think a lot of that is probably translating into why Juwan Johnson's value is starting to creep up a little bit. He had some really nice games throughout the season, some multiple touchdown games, if I remember right. And that coupled with now new quarterback Derek Carr and outside of Alave, you don't really have anything in the red zone you've got Rashid Shahid, who's more that deep threat guy but who's your red zone guy is Jawan Johnson going to be that dude because Derek Carr has an affinity to go to the tight end position or are they going to use Taysom Hill in there there's a lot of weirdness going on with the New England tight end room uh but yeah so Justin where are you at with with yeah. Jawan Johnson in New Orleans in New Orleans it's like they got Jamal Williams too in the red zone so I do think you're capitalizing on the fact that he got signed. You're you're banking on the Derek Tar the Derek Carr being a tight end target hog. Like that's that's what you're kind of banking on. I think more of the storylines when Jawan Johnson, the player, really hasn't been much his entire career. So we're looking at Jawan Johnson. I think that there's some upside there for maybe this season, but in eventual, like he's more of a red zone guy to me. And I think those those are very easily replaceable as opposed to like a focal point of this offense. 
which after Michael Thomas either plays or doesn't play this year, they're probably going to be looking to get another complimentary piece there anyway. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's see. Both of y'all went. So I guess I'm the last one. It's Dave, you're going to hate this. I already know you're going to. Dalton Kincaid is my overvalued tight end. Look, he's coming off the board right now as the tight end six. He's going above Dallas Goddard. That just, I can't get behind right now. It does not, I, I can't fathom that. I get it. He's a super athletic tight end. The value that you're getting out of Dalton Kincaid now and the history at the tight end position, you're going to be waiting. Look, Kyle Pitts was a better athlete than him. And here we are going into year three for Kyle Pitts. And we're still like, tight end three, we hope. Shit. Thousand yards is rookie season. Is he going to be that guy? You hope. He was tight end six is rookie season. You You have to wait. When I can move Dalton Kincaid and a first for Josh Jacobs, I'm smashing that deal. Because Dalton Kincaid ain't doing nothing for me right now. Quite possibly next year. Josh Jacobs is a win-now piece, and he's only 25. He's not an old running back. When I can move Dalton Kincaid and a 24 first for Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm getting Amon Ross St. Brown. Do, would Are either of you on the other side of that deal? Would you keep Dalton Kincaid at those offers? No, I think moving to tight end, because like you mentioned, you got to wait. And so for me, you could probably buy the dip here after one year, two years, and everybody's, ah, Dalton Kincaid, he's not all that. They're going to give up on him at some point when he's not the tight end one, just like they did with Kyle Pitts, just like they did with TJ Hawkinson, just like they do with all the, the high draft capital tight ends. You got to wait those years, and I think – the value is high right now because of the unknown. The minute we see him on the field and he has a 40-yard game or a 30-yard game, two catches for 30 yards, everybody's going to be panicking. So I think this is the time right now, tight end six overall. That's yeah. heavy. Yeah. I got, I got one more trade, Dave. I, I was scrolling. I got one more that just makes me giggle inside. Dalton Kincaid and Jordan Addison for Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, and Darren Waller. Mike. Trying to get I, I, get it. Shit, man. I, I get it. They're 29-year-old, 30-year-old guys. I'm going to win a ship with that trade alone. Yes. Like, I just – I'm moving him right now based on that on what I can get out of him. Man, Amari and Mike, Mike for Kincaid and, and Addison is already a win. Then you throw yeah. in Darren Waller on top of that? Yeah. All hey. right, Dave, talk us off the ledge. This is your guy. I know you love him. So where are we at? It's all, it's all about value. So, I mean – it's uh, there's a gap. Him and Goddard are one pick apart. Then there's 20 picks until the next guy. So he's a good piece if you want to get into that top tier. Um, I don't know if you can get Kelsey, but you can use him to get Kelsey. You can use him to get Hawkinson. That's where I would go. You try to get him to talk you off the ledge on the day he couldn't talk. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm almost <laughs> even a little bit on the other side. Like, I'd be okay moving him for like. Evan Ingram plus. Yeah. I, Evan Ingram's going to outproduce him this You're year. You're taking it too far. You're taking it too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I need to get that I want to tell him for whatever right? I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, look, we're at 50 minutes. 
We talked overvalued quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We talked a little bit about the Scott Fishbowl draft and how slow at least Dave and I's are going. Justin, it sounds like yours is at least moving pretty solid. You're I'm five rounds through. Yeah. Did you did you hit the clock yet? While we're on the clock. Y'all want to make a oh, nice. All right. Let's let's do the live selection. Dude, mine, <sighs> mine finally started moving. Literally two picks before this show. Then I get a DM. Hey, you're on the clock. You guys, the slowest draft. What? The f- I've been waiting all day to pick. <laughs> you, so, hey, you got to make your pick then. If you're, if I you're did. Up the pick, oh, who'd I you did. Pick? I looked at your hat, and I said, "I'm picking Joe Burrow." Joey B. Nice. Joey Joe B. Burrow. All right. So it's between Debo Samuel and Amari Cooper for me at this pick. And I think I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I got him as a top 12 wide receiver this year in redraft. A lot of people have him at the back end of the top 20 receivers. To me, that's for a guy that finished in the top 10 last year in an offense that plans to open things up with Deshaun Watson this year, he did that with Jacoby Brissett in in a terrible version of Deshaun Watson. I can't wait to see what he does this year. Amari Cooper, live pick on the SGPN Network. I love it. As you a real homer, I love that too. You need a filler when he's on the away. That's it. Oh yeah. That's it. But like he's he's like top twelve, top six during home. So. Easy, easy money. And he's my number two receiver behind Devontae Adams. Let's go. I love, love it. it. I love it. All right, we're gonna close this out. Justin, tell everybody where they can find you what your credentials are, what website they're going to, what your Twitter handle is, all the goods to come and find your content. My name is Justin Henry with the three instead of an E on all social media platforms. My credentials are fantasy football winner. Yes, sir. That's what I do. Y'all can find me on the Justin Henry show on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, whatever you want to find me on TikTok. I post daily content. I'm live Monday through Friday, three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern. Win your leagues with me, dog. I love it. I love it. Justin, (laughs) Justin, we appreciate you coming on, man. We're going to definitely have to do it again. Maybe we'll check in like halfway on that Scott Fishbowl draft and talk about some league winning type players in dynasty leagues that you go get after or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base and be sure to do that. But Hey, you make sure you do our, our stuff too, right? Sports gambling podcast network on YouTube. You can find us at SGPN fancy on Twitter. You can find me at FF Bourbon Dude. Dave, do you want to give yours? You want me to do it? Like, you, you, are you good? I love it. I love it. You can find Dave at Dynasty Dorks or at Devi Dorks for some Devi content as well. So, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And without further ado, cheers. Good luck this season.